ProwlersEnds.com. Today we have an interview with Philip Haldeman, who played Denny in the movie The Room. Oh, hi, Denny. Yes. The weird orphan, question mark, that the main character in the cult hit, The Room, takes in. Anyway, it's part of the great movie The Room. If you've not seen The Room, it is like a Rocky Horror Picture Show where it was intended to be a good movie, and it's just great when you yell at it. It's a terrible film, but yelling at the screen has become an art form and kind of a 4D fun thrill ride. Get a chance to see a midnight showing with the audience. It's fantastic. If not, get the DVD and get some people over and uh, be sure to yell at the screen when you see something ridiculous. Weird film. Perfect casting, by the way. So Philip uh, went in like everyone else thinking he was making a good movie and then quickly learned uh, the truth. Go to prowlersense.com slash H-A-I Denny. Hi, Denny. So whenever he walked in the room, people would yell, Hi, Denny. You also can go to prowlersense.com slash the room to hear an interview with the real director, the guy who claims he was the director, the room video game, and room fan fiction. All right, we start the interview with me asking him about when he saw the movie, what it was like. Where, yes. where have you seen it? I've seen it. Um, I saw it at the premiere, which was off of uh, Fairfax and Beverly, I think. And then um, I saw it. The, then uh, last time I saw it in a theater was one in one time in Mesa, like I don't know, three or four years ago. And then uh, saw it. Juliet came out here a couple years ago, and we saw it at a theater in Tempe. We we went to we did the screening at a theater in Tempe, and then I just did it um, at Film Bar here in downtown Phoenix. So three, four times, I guess. What is it like to see this movie and see people react to it? It's weird. I went to go see it with a with a group of my friends of mine back in like 2005. We were like nine or ten friends, I guess. And it wasn't a full theater, but people were really like having a good time and throwing the spoons and doing all that thing. And I um, I waited till everybody left the theater, and like, and then we walked out, and like everybody was cheering and like giving me like like a round of applause and shit. It was really weird, but but it's awesome. Like people have like an amazing time. I mean, are you insulted when you watch people's, what is your reaction when you see people react that way to the movie? No, uh, definitely not insulted at first weirded out just because I never thought that the movie would ever like, I really didn't think anybody would ever see the movie, but after seeing people's response to it and just really enjoying it, having a good time, making all, uh, making up all this weird sort of ritual that goes with it and all that stuff. No, how can I be, I, how can I be offended by it? It's pretty, it's pretty cool actually. It's a better choice as as far as an attitude goes. You know, you don't want to be bitter with life, right? Well, I don't know what to be bitter about. Everyone, including myself, loves this movie for a different movie reason that you would love any other movie. All right, well, let's talk from the beginning. How did you uh, end up in this movie? I moved out to L.A. to be an actor. Got, got a theater degree at ASU, moved out in 2000. Um, so that was my thing. I got a commercial agent, got a theatrical agent. Did everything you're supposed to do, you know. You know, you're only, you're, your agent only does so much. So you kind of have to, like, be proactive about your career. I was able to get this submission service. Do you know what that is? I imagine they, they still do them. If you're, uh, like, actors and stuff like that. It's basically um, pay, like, 100 bucks, give them, like, a ton of your headshots and resumes, and they send them out just blanket mails. And I started getting more auditions after that. And one of them was The Room. I showed up at this, uh, you know, at 
there was a little studio and uh and they sold cameras and stuff like that called Burns and Sawyer. I don't think it's in the same place anymore. Moved to the Valley, I think. But that's where they held the audition. And that's the story of, of issue one of My Big Break, the audition. It was kind of crazy. I don't want to give it all away because I want people to read it. But but it was definitely it was definitely kind of a strange experience. I mean, strange, one of the more strange auditions I've been on. It was an improv audition, which to me, I've never been really good at improv. But um, kind of a strange audition. And they kept me around all, all like a while. Like I was there auditioning. I don't know if there was anybody else for Denny. I never, I don't remember ever competing with anybody else for the role. How old were you at the time? I was 24. So I'm 35 right now. Right. You looked super young in the movie. Yeah. I was playing like probably 18 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What was the description of the, of the part? How no did des- they describe it to you? No description. <laughs> it was the, the dialogue was there, but. You know how plays and uh, movies have and scripts have they'll describe the movie what the character looks like or a little bit of background or anything stuff like that it was like the the script for the room was all dialogue like ju- all, like all dialogue what did you think the guy was when you were auditioning or you didn't care you just wanted well, to do no, I mean you mean Denny mm-hmm. I went by what people said about him in the movie in the script that's all I had to go through. And then the stuff, I tried to fill in the blanks in my mind. Right. Well, they say, like, you get the hints are in the dialogue. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, it was, uh, oh, Johnny's paying his tuition. There's the drug scene. You know what I mean? So I don't remember, like, all the details of filling every, everything in, you know. But it was, like, it's just bare, pretty bare bones as far as the script was. I, I know you want to you give too much away because you want to sell the book and people should. How do... For, real quick, how do people buy the book? Yeah, you can go to uh, our website. Actually, you can go to our website, proudlyresents.com cool. slash hi Denny, H-A-I Denny, and we'll have a link to your page. But also, what is your page, just in case? Uh, the the website is um, www.philiphaldeman.com. And definitely buy the book. Uh, Tommy, what was your first impression when you saw him, and what was he like as an auditioner? He was definitely kind of strange looking. I mean, definitely, I mean, like, you've seen him. Like, every, like he's not, what you see on the screen is very, He's that's him, pretty much. He didn't give me any direction or anything like that in terms of the audition. So, again, I kind of just, he, he would just say, like, go in and be crazy and stuff like that. And so, like, I kind of just, there was a couple sitting on the couch, and they were auditioning for it, too. And I think they put us on camera. Um, So I would just interrupt their conversations, do all that sort of thing. When you went into audition, what did he say to you? What did he want? Did he give you any direction during your audition? No, no, no. He would just say, like, go in there and just do something, basically. You know what I mean? Like, interrupt whatever is happening. Like I said, like, he just, get, like, the other auditioners would keep coming in, and I, I was I was there for a while, just going through, through the whole thing. How long was the shooting process? It was a good two months, at least, I would say. Probably a little more. I, I think I want to say initially the shoot was going to be just like maybe three weeks or something like that, four weeks. But you know about they, they were you've heard the story about crews like changing and stuff like that, and and so that had tacked on more time, and so it really took a lot longer than I think was expected. I I mean I don't th- I think Tommy wanted to sh- get it done in like three or four weeks is what I want to say, but it took double that probably. So what people got fired or people quit? They just couldn't do it. Well, yeah, both. I think I think there were there were a couple marks. Mark's character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and they got fired. There was like at least one or two before. What happened to them? I I, I know at least one of them quit. 
Actually, I have a picture right here. Sorry if you're getting a crotch shot there. Yeah. Uh, but this is um, this is actually the freaking uh, premiere party. And this is one of the... Can you see him? Let me see. This guy right here, I forget his name, but he's one of the... He was, I think, the original Mark. Wow. So if you're listening to this, we'll, I'll put a still up on the website and we'll put this on YouTube. Okay, yeah, yeah. But um, Maybe what happened to him? There. I don't know. Whatever happened to the original Mark? I don't know. Well, um, I think he quit, actually. I don't, I don't know if he, I think he did, I wasn't sure if he like, didn't like working with Tommy or what, but um, I think that, I'm pretty sure he quit. Because Greg was a line producer, so I thought he was the actor first. He was a line producer first, and exactly. then he had to step in? Exactly, yeah. Uh, how did you get along with the rest of the cast? Good, good. We've become really good friends. I still talk to, still, still, actually, Greg just dropped me a line saying congratulations with the book. Juliet came out here in August to shoot a uh, trailer. Which if you haven't seen, it's awesome. Oh, I've seen it. I'll put that up too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she came out, so I still talk to her. You know what I mean? Did you? Is your first movie? I'm guessing. Um, I did like other. Actually, I was in. Um, have you ever seen a movie called Pumpkin? Christina Ricci. I was in that. That would be the only one you've seen. There's other. There's other ones that I shot and booked, but never got distributed. You know. But what was the difference then between doing a pumpkin or any other films and then doing this Tommy movie? Because there must have been something. Oh, it's completely different. I mean, just from the fact that we never really got a full script to the changes in um, crews, it was just kind of it was kind of bizarre. You know what I mean? We were um, shooting it. We shot it in the studio, but most of our like wardrobe and stuff was everything outside and like kind of like tents, canopies, and stuff like that. You know, like. I don't know. It was a long time ago, too, by the way. You know what I mean? So it's hard to, like, really remember a whole lot of the details, you know? Tommy now says it's a comedy. But it, was it a comedy when you shot well, it? Well, that's one thing. It was definitely meant to be serious. It was. Definitely. Because oh. he was really serious about shooting it. Like, he was very serious about, like, this is a serious Hollywood. Like, we make big Hollywood movie here. Like, he would, like, it's a very serious movie. You know what Did I mean? say that? Yeah, he was very serious about it. Definitely, yes. I think that's... I, I think that has a lot to do because of that's we worked in that sort of mindset, I think, because we were also very earnest about about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. So like that was I think that has a lot to do with why it came off the way it did and, and like how people responded to it. You know, like we were very serious, too. Like, you know, like you have to cry like you have to do, you know, like like serious. Like so um, how would he give you direction like that? Just like that, basically. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. You cry now. Cut pretty much, yeah. All right, this, so is very, this is very serious, very serious film, you know. Very serious scene we're doing today. Tomorrow uh -huh. we do we do rooftop scene, you know, like <laughs> what, what was with the deal with the bed you climb into bed with them? Did he give you any reason why you climb into bed with them? No, and you know, I could have asked him, you know. Looking back, maybe I should have just to see <laughs> kind of so I, I mean, like, I'd like just like to watch, you know what I mean? Like, OK, like, I mean, at one point, a couple years back, people were talking about how, oh, Denny's retarded, you know, did you get, did you ever hear anything about that? I guess it makes sense. I mean, why else would. Well, I... well no, no, no. Like, but but there's never no there was never any mention of him like being retarded. Like, I never. I never got directions say, saying that, oh, Denny's retarded. Play him that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. I was just like, you know, okay, here's a simple kid. Here's this kid that maybe is not terribly socially adept. And so I kind of like 
I saw him more not retarded, but I saw him more as just kind of simple, very simple. And so that's kind of that's that's the only way I could go with it. I didn't even think that he was retarded, really. I just thought that, well, maybe he wasn't the smartest guy out there. You know what I mean? That's why he's going to school. So you just knew, like, they're having sex in this, or about to, and you jump into bed, and you're just like, because he's just like a, a kid, a dumb kid who doesn't know any innocence? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. I mean, there was, I think there was an attraction Denny had to um, Lisa, and he really kind of loved johnny you know what i mean i mean he did because he took him off the street so to speak you know what i mean like saved me and took me from a life of like chris r's and stuff like that you say to tommy that you love her in one scene i think so yeah and then yeah. and he but then just got elizabeth like you know like yeah then elizabeth I was conflicted i guess <laughs> you're a kid you know you gotta sleep around do what you can <laughs> so yeah what was the set like because it looks like a corner of a set yeah um was it down? Is it in LA? Is it in North Hollywood? It was no, in that place. It was in Hollywood. It was set like it was a set like you would see like on a play or something like that. Probably, you know what I mean? Like how they build the sets on plays, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, and it was on a soundstage, so it was. Yeah, it was just like a normal set, I guess. So you, you finally see the finished film. What was your reaction when you saw it in Fairfax with all the crew, cast, and friends? People started laughing when they weren't supposed to, you know. And I honestly was like, okay, like this. I was like, okay, like I got paid, like. That's cool. I honestly thought nobody would ever see the movie. Honestly. I mean, how many movies get made in Hollywood? Thousands, millions. I don't know. Very few of them see the light of day, you know? And then the other, the very few of them are even like, like the Oscars. You know what I mean? Like, like to make a good movie is like, uh, like an amazing feat, I think. Like Beast of the Southern Wild. I mean, that's. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but stuff like, you know, like. $50, you know, whatever, to make the movie. Now it's nominated for an Oscar. Was that little? The, it was very, very little. Cheap. It was very, very cheap. Yeah. And it became That's this huge. Huh? It's a huge feat, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, you just said you made all these movies that didn't get released. Why do you think this one, would you ever think this is the one that was going to become the one you're talking about 10 years later? Oh, no. Uh, no. I mean, I, I mean, when, when a friend of mine, I was driving back from, I was driving home from LA 2004, moving back to Phoenix. And, uh, Scott Holmes, who plays uh, Mark, the chocolate guy, um, he calls me up and says, Phil, they're cheering when you come on screen. Like, it was, like, yeah, it was weird. Like, I never, are you kidding me? Like, you know, like, never would have thought that would have happened. And then I saw the Entertainment Weekly story that came out a few years back, and that's when it really became more of a national thing. And that surprised the hell out of me. Never would have I expected any of that. Never. So you, you watch it in Fairfax, and then when's the next time you hear about the film? It was then. It was then, actually. The Entertainment Weekly? Uh, no, when my buddy called me from on the way home. So yeah, that yeah. Was, so the premiere was like maybe like, I don't know, spring or summer of 2003, I think. And then and then I talked to Scott January in January of 2004. So it was not even a year later. So, it was, I mean, I guess people were starting to get into it. I mean, it hadn't reached that national level yet, but but I, at that point, I couldn't have even I wouldn't I would have been surprised for it to have been in Entertainment Weekly. What do you think it caught on? What do you think about the film that made it so popular? Well, I think part of it was that endearing thing that we we're, were talking about, and also, I mean, Tommy Wiseau has a huge, huge part in this. I think 
I mean, he ended up going out there every weekend or however often they showed it. He was at all the screenings. And um, I think that had a lot to do with it, you know? And also um, just the sheer um, complete uniqueness of it, you know? It's not like any other movie out there. I mean, I, I think it was not one factor, but a number of factors. Any good stories about you remember from uh, working with them or working with Tommy? Well, part of that is going to be in upcoming issues too. But like, I mean, I remember, um, gosh, um, the the rooftop scene was kind of fun to shoot. You know, like with Chris R. Dan was Dan was he was he was pretty intense in that. I mean, that gun. Like, I think I might still have a bruise from that gun. You know what I mean? Because that is like. I mean, it was intense. Like, he was really good, you know what I mean? Um, which made it that much more easier, you know? But I don't know. You kind of never really... I mean, you kind of didn't know what to expect a lot of times. What made you write this book? Why did, why did you decide to write the book? But my time in L.A. was really memorable on many different levels. I always thought there were really good stories to tell there. Not just, like, with shooting the room, but with just all my random experiences that I had out there, you know? Um, so I just thought... I've always been a writer. I was writing stories at a young age, like out of kindergarten, like first grade I was writing. So I always enjoyed writing. In fact, like I remember being miserable in LA for the first six months to a year. I was lonely, didn't know anybody really. And like all I did was freaking like drink Jan Jack Daniels and write bad poetry. You know what I mean? So it's like that's, I mean, I've written my whole life. So I one day I just sat down a few years back and just started writing, 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 writing. And I wrote quite a bit. And then I hit a block and I was like, and, and, and then a friend of mine said, hey, you should take what you've written and do a comic book. And I thought that was pretty brilliant because I feel like fans of the room, are they like comic books. And they, they responded pretty well to it. And I think the medium of a comic book really captures kind of the strange bizarreness of the whole experience. More so than just prose style. To me, the comic book was a perfect venue for the story. And I got up with this really good artist um tommy cannon he did he did all the art for me and i thought he kind of captured the essence of it before i held the first issue in my hand i was like okay uh i'm probably going to do a few a few issues of this comic book and then just go back to more normal work and but then when i held this this comic book in my hand i was like this is pretty damn cool i might do more of this they're doing the art for issue two right now issue three i'm writing currently what what brought you out to LA? Right after college, you came out here. Pretty much, I kind of wanted just you know I wanted to I wanted to do the acting thing. You know, did a lot of theater here in Phoenix through college and in high school, and something that I wanted to do. You know what I mean? What made you go back home? What was the point? I'm gonna go back to Phoenix. Um, you know, like friend, like all my friends who out there like kind of left. You know, like I I was kind of back to square one in a way from when I first moved out there and so i don't know and like la is a tough place sometimes like i just it's kind of a like a super can be a very superficial environment i really just wasn't really terribly happy so i moved back and then i had to figure out what i was going to do next what are you doing now i actually went back and got a journalism degree and um ended up interning f with them for a while and then went full-time with them so i'm a reporter for the arizona republic and i cover a couple towns here in the valley oh that's great yeah, it's cool. Oh. I mean, it keeps me busy. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. a real joke. My dad was a journalist. Oh, yeah? Really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I, the good thing about it is when I feel like doing it, I can do it. Like, we shot that film, the little acting? short film that Juliet and I did, and that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of indie filmmakers in town here that I'm friends with. Oh, want so, you, right? I mean, do they, I think Juliet gets a lot of movies, you yeah, know, a lot of offers. Just, yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you interviewed her yet or no? 
Uh, I was supposed to. We were playing phone tag, kind of like as organized as you and I were. Yeah. The same, same thing. But I can't wait. But I was looking at her stuff and the trailers. And have you been approached by people now since this movie became so huge? Um, and you mean in terms of acting? Acting or anything? Um, like well, I mean, of... every every now and then I'll get like noticed around Phoenix. Every now and then, you know, in terms of acting, um, I will do. Yeah, actually, like there's a lot of times a lot of friends will just shoot, um, you know, um, you know, short films and stuff like that. And and actually, the, the uh, Bob Marquis, who directed this short this um trailer for the thing, he came to me for for a short film he did like a while, like a few years back. So occasionally, yeah, I'll do little projects and stuff like that when I have time, you know. You get emails from fans, or how, what, what's the fan response now for this film? Pretty good, yeah. Um, like I have a fan page and stuff like that, and. Like, it's all, like, you know, like, all quotes from the movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, like, they're definitely, like, I, I, it's hard to gauge, like, the popularity of the movie. Like, I don't know. Um, I think it was at its greatest popularity, like, maybe three or four years ago, maybe. Like, but it's still really popular. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's reaching out to, like, you know. London and Australia and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Have you heard from other countries? Have you heard from other people? Yeah, actually, um, people like from Canada and um, from England have like been uh, asking, you know, because I kind of like just this was kind of like a getting everything. Like when I started worked got all this comic book thing going, it was like weird because I I didn't know I was actually starting up a business, which is basically what I was doing, and that that took like I was leaving work and then going and working on like getting like websites and creating all this stuff that I totally didn't even think about, you know? So I didn't have time to make sure that the comic would be sent to, I didn't, I didn't even think, take into consideration international um, mailing, you know what I mean? So, so, so a bunch of Canadians and people from, you know, London are like, well, what about us? You know what I mean? Like, so, um, so I'm trying to figure that out. So yeah, it's been like a really good response. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I interviewed, um, well, I interviewed Tommy, mm. and that was a not yeah. an easy interview, um, <laughs> to yeah. at least. We go now, yeah. Yeah, no, he kept trying to talk about what he wanted to talk about. Is it as if we did this interview and every answer was my comic book is? You know, like his, he was promoting oh, some yeah. show. Yeah, uh, it was really hard. Um, well, what do you think he's? I, I do want to ask you about somebody else I interviewed, but Tommy, what do you? Where is he from? In your mind, I know he won't say. Do you know when you can't say, or you have no idea? No, I don't. I don't know. It's the same. It's the same thing. Like, I mean, he's a weird Eastern European. We don't know where he's from. He won't say it, and he gets mad when people ask. It's the same same thing. We did it on we did it on set too. You know what I mean? If you we, ask him where he's from, he'd freak out. Well, not necessarily freak out, but he would he 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 wouldn't really be be forthcoming. You know what I mean? Same thing. You know, with same questions you ask. Uh-huh. We all have, you know what I mean, like, and got the same answer, generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, he really freaks out. Uh, the court, probably like, sick of it at this point. You know what I mean? Why won't he say? I don't. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? Why? Why the the secret veil? You know what I mean? Like, they say the the budget's seven million dollars. Is that? Is it you, seven million now? It keeps you, going up. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, first shot it was like a one million dollar, one million dollar film. You know. By the end, it was like three or four, and then by the time it, you know, went to uh, the premiere, it was like five, and now like it's six. And I, I mean, like today it's seven. <laughs> Next interview, it's eight. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I have no clue. But you would say a million makes sense? Well, I don't think... Um, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I think it could be more than that, for sure. I mean, I think it could be as much as five million. Because, oh, yeah. well, because, you know, we started off where it was only going to be like a three or four week shoot and got extended and stuff like that. So, so I don't know, you know, and I don't know how much that billboard costs. You know what I mean? That's, that's really prime real estate here in LA. You know that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Time, yeah. And what? it was for like three or four years, probably at least. Yeah. I used to drive by it every day at work. That's how I discovered your film. Right, right. Yeah. What's with the football then? What was, what did he, how did he explain it to you? You play football constantly in this movie. Gosh, you know what? And I don't, I don't really terribly remember. I know he wanted me to, I mean, like, you know, they're kind of in the alleyway scene, you know, we're all there and, and. What, can you tell me about that set? There's two alleyway scenes. There's one with you and the guy in the blue sweater. There's four guys. You're, you're wearing regular clothes. Yeah. Where is that shot? It's in the, I think it was, in, I think it's in the same, the same studio where the living room is and everything like that. I honestly don't, I, I think that's where we shot it inside the studio where. The they room just had was, a set. Uh, what's that? Was there just a set lying around that they wanted to use? I don't know. I think they painted it. And I mean, they, we built. They built all that stuff. Like art, the art department like built pretty much everything that you see there. Why were you playing football in in a tuxedo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come well, on. Showed up today. Oh no! It'd be like we. He would be like tomorrow. We shoot tuxedo scene, and I was like, okay. Like I didn't really. Why we're wearing tuxedos? We wish you tuxedo scene. You know, I like it. I didn't. You know, it was kind of like got to the point. You know, I just didn't. I just said, okay, we're doing it. You just and, didn't ask questions. You know, I mean, like I've always been taught, like to you know come to work and like just do the job. <laughs> try not to bug your freaking you know boss. You know, try and figure it out on your own on some level. You know, and that's kind of the attitude I took. You know what I mean? With the football scene, and then I guess discovering Tommy dead. Yeah, that was a lot at the end. I'm saying your your big moments. The Chris R moment seems yeah. to me. Now that you say he came from a drug background. Yeah. Uh, why did they explain to you why all of a sudden you had a drug dealer that's going to shoot you? Well, that was it, the dialogue in the script was pretty straightforward on that one. You know what I mean? And the idea that I had was like, I mean, according to the script, I think it was basically you know. Um, Chris Hart comes to me because I owe him money. Um, and uh, I think the way I had it in my mind was that I had uh, I had sold <laughs> sold drugs that Chris Hart fronted me or something like that so that I could get more money or God, you know, I don't freaking remember terribly, but So you had to make it up. He didn't say to you this is yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and what was the skyline? Where, where did you, you shoot that on? It was green on? screen. Oh, it was. It was all green screen. Like, yeah. Uh, anything, I, I want to say almost everything shot and almost almost all the exteriors were um, green screen, I think. I think the there is a, a scene or two in there when uh, Tommy and Greg are, like, running in, like, Golden Gate Park or something like that and tossing the football back and forth. Mm-hmm think that's real you know what i mean and the high doggy scene like but that's interior too so but i think like i want to say most of the stuff most of the exteriors were green screen and i don't know 
I have no clue why I do that. You're in San Francisco. Why not shoot all exteriors, right? While you're there, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I Maybe they did do the exteriors there. You know, I mean, stuff that was shot on the rooftop was definitely green screened. Definitely green screened. So for I, sure. I interviewed this guy, Sandy. Sandy, yes. So he claims. I, I heard that interview. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Oh, you listened to it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What did you think about what he said? Um, He was. He. You know, cl- this is people listening. He claims that he actually directed the movie and not Tommy. So how do you feel about that? Just a, I think what he did was really helpful. Like when he came on set, he really like focused everything and like really like um gave some direction. You know what I mean? Even though he's he's not really like he came he comes from a script supervisor background. I think I know I think he's directed before, but like. Um, but when he came on set, like he really helped us a little bit with direction and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, what he said was, was largely accurate. My only thing is I, I, he said he shot like almost all of it, right? Like all but one scene, except for one scene. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh huh. You know, I, all I'm saying is I remember him being there for sure, but I also remember him leaving i don't know if he could like put up with tommy or anything like this but i remember him leaving and tommy going back to whatever he was doing you know what i mean and i remember but i also remember us shooting quite a bit more you know what i mean like it wasn't just one scene like he left but we had had i don't know how many weeks it was but it was just a couple two or three weeks left you know what i mean that we were continuing to shoot so as far as the whole thing i don't know about that but um, he um, was definitely, I mean, he definitely was like a godsend on some level while he was there. You know what I mean? Like, Why is that? Well, just because, you know, he, he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, right. And the shoot kind of moved along a little bit quicker and, and more efficiently and stuff like that, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was an interesting inter- interview. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was cool that he came in uh, and, and you guys talked. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... What he's, what he's, uh, he remembers it much more vividly than I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. These two interviews are completely different in terms of memory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But how much of that is that you're saving for the book, though? (laughs) Well, that's that's part of it, too. Yeah. Are you not telling me stuff because of the book? Well, no. I mean, that would be the main reason. Uh Largely, I'm not telling you anything because I don't remember it with such. (laughs) What do you do remember you put in the book? What's that? What you do remember you put well, in Well, yeah, and I, did, and I did journal about some stuff, a lot of this stuff, too, back in the day, and I still have those journals, so that's what helped me a lot. Yeah. Like, I can reference those when I'm writing and stuff like that, you know? You know that you have enough fan base to write this book. How did you get to that conclusion? Like, what hit you? Did you get all these emails from Australia? Like, what was it that made you realize this is a story people want? It was, you know, like, it was kind of like seeing it on Entertainment Weekly, and it was... I mean, I actually decided long before that that I was going to tell, do my, I was going to try and share the story, literally. Like when I left LA, like not long after that, like I knew I was going to start writing something, whether people ever saw it or not. Or for me, I wanted to get it on paper. You know what I mean? That that was like totally from the beginning. You know what I mean? So like that's always been my intention. You know, regardless of whether anybody saw it, I wanted to just get it down on paper for me. But when when people started, you know, when the Entertainment Weekly thing happened and then it was on the 
I think it was on the uh, homepage of yahoo.com. Like, and when that sort of stuff started happening and, and, you know, and, and then, and then um, these, it was on ABC, like, like it got a ton of press, like all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like ABC did something on it. NPR did something on it. That's when I knew, well, maybe I could actually, maybe that's when I thought, oh, wow, maybe people will actually read what I write. Is there a big Hollywood story? Like besides the room that you were like, you said you had a weird experience and I get, you know, I started out in New York City, so I, I totally had those kind of stories. Is there any story you want to tell us that was, uh, that happened to you? No, I can't, I can't think of anything offhand. Um, but uh, definitely some craziness will will be read about, hopefully, if anybody, if you guys continue to read the comic I book. promise we'll all buy the comic books. Now let's talk. <laughs> no, honestly, I remember, I do remember, I remember, um, you know, and a lot of it involves, no, uh, I remember one time running out of, this This probably sounded like really boring when I actually, you know, you know, tell you, you know what I mean? But um, um, I remember running out of gas. No, no, it's not. It's like, oh, just tell us. We I would make know. it sound stupid and boring. Okay. No, now we want to know. You ran out of gas. No, no. <laughs> Come on. Um, I remember going down Vine. Um, you know how Vine goes all the way up to uh, Hollywood, Columbia Records, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. And so you, I remember we were up there. Um, I, I mean, like we were driving around, left a party or something like that. And uh, I, I just remember we ran out of, we weren't all the way up to the top of the uh, um, Columbia Records, but, but we ran out of gas up there. And for some reason we decided to get on, like my friend had a station wagon and they have like a, a rack at the top. We freaking flew down a uh, vine on the top, like hanging off the side of the, tr of the station wagon. You know what I mean? Going downhill. It's like a Friday night, like at midnight. You know what it's I mean? It's packed. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was crazy and just stuff like um, stuff like like getting lost in freaking uh, in Compton. You know what I mean? Like, what you was know, that like? well, it's just weird. Like people looked at me like there's literally a dude with a freaking hair pick stuck in his afro. You know what I mean? Like literally, like like you think it's cliche, but it's not. You know? And they looked at me like, boy, you better like. They looked at me like, what the hell are you doing here? What were you doing there? I got. I think I, I. I think it was like dropped somebody off at the airport or something like that, and oh, yeah. got off the 405 because of the traffic. And then the next thing I knew, I was like in freaking like South Central. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's not far. That happens all the time. That happened a lot with me, just like getting lost. Did when you were in Compton, did anyone yell hi, Danny? Where? In Compton. Oh no, no, because nobody knew <laughs> the guy with the hair pick. You know, nobody knew about the room when I lived out there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So the room came out in 2003. I left in 2004, you know? What's your uh, favorite thing yelled at during the room? I love, Like, for me, I love when the, the mom says she has cancer <laughs> and then never brings it up again. <laughs> and when they're yelling at you, she's yelling, and you're like, you have cancer. That's just my favorite. Well, you know what's weird is people do it differently everywhere. I, 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 I remember, like, people, like, saying, oh, hi, Denny, every time I would come on screen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anytime I walk through the door... I just thought that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? That is great. What, there's one thing you come in and you sit down in front of the window. And I think Sandy might have directed me on that. I'm not sure, actually. He said a lot of things was done because the camera was set up a certain way and didn't want to relight. And I feel like that makes sense for that. Oh, does it? Okay. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. there's a chair in front of you. Yeah. But you sit behind the chair because now the camera doesn't have to move from that one shot. 
So is that? Yeah, that's a, that's a probably a, uh, an accurate uh, assessment. Um, at the time, I didn't think of that. Um, and um, at the time, I I was like, okay, you want me to sit here? What? Okay, you know what I mean? Like, don't ask questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is this is a big chapter in the book. Is why you sat on the floor. No, I need to think about that though. Maybe it could be. You know. What I mean? <laughs> I need to like go through my journals and see if I wrote about that. You know what I mean? Like, well, seriously. there's so much. It's been nitpicking like crazy. Yeah. But, so did a guy, the guy quit. There's one guy, um, because there's a new character introduced for no reason. At oh, the yeah. last party scene. Yeah. Peter did quit actually. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised he, la- he lasted as long as he did just because he really, I don't think liked working with Tom. <laughs> no. Why is that? Well, he just like just didn't. He complained a lot about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, which is understand. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Tommy might not be the easiest person to work with. Maybe you know, but like, he was like, he was just over it. You know what I mean? Like, and then the, and I forget Greg. I think is his name Ellery. I think he came in the atomic bomb. That was the uh, kind of his replacement, I believe. Right, know? and Tommy never introduces that there's a new person. He just kind of shows up. And like, you know, so we never got the full script, so we didn't know. So we were just kind of going, whatever all the actors were doing, they were doing it based on whatever piecemeal part of the script they had. You know what I mean? Shoot, just... I'm giving away too much now. Seriously. What? You said nothing. <laughs> you have not said anything. How have I said nothing for, you know, 45 minutes, you know? It's very entertaining, nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you're not giving out any details about the movie in an interview about the movie. What, um... So what was the reason for leaving? Was there an inciting incident that made you leave? Like for me in New York, a cockroach walked across my face as I was sleeping. Oh my God. And it got caught in my lip and I thought, I got to get out of here. Oh God. So was there anything that was like, I can't do this anymore? I can't think of anything specific like that. I mean, I remember like, you know, just kind of being like, God, like I, I like all of a sudden I have like no friends, nobody's here. Like, you know, like, and I was kind of like. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm not terribly specific, you know. But. So what are you going to do? Any more acting? You think? Pro. I mean, yeah. It's like one of those things that like, kind of just happens. You know what I mean? Someone will say, "Hey, you want to do this?" And I'll do it. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so. And are you, would you come out to a screening of the movie? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would actually. All right, we should put it together. Yeah. Are you out and Sandy, Sandy will scream. Well, that's, that's mine. What's that? Andy will scream, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Have you seen Troll 2? I have not. Because I interviewed the dad from him, and he told me he didn't like the room, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I do wonder, like, there's a lot of people out there that love the room, but there's probably a lot of people out there that like, what the heck is this? You know what I mean? Like, What do you think of the movie now? Uh, oh, well, basically, I mean, I think it's cool that people have something that they can go out there and enjoy and have a good time. The laughter at a room screening is pretty amazing. So that is totally cool. Like, I love it, you know? Totally awesome. Cool. All right, can you give us, just for the show, can you give me a, just hi, proudly resents? Uh, Sorry, what was it? Can you just give us a a promo? Hi, proudly resents. This is Phil in the room. Okay. Uh, Hey, proudly resents. This is Phil Haldeman from The Room. I played... A strange young man named Denny. Keep watching the podcast. 
So can you just give me one hey? Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Wait, uh, what was the name of the... Uh... Proudly Resents. Oh, oh, I said Proudly Resents. I don't know. Actually. Resents. It is. It's Proudly Resents. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hi, Proudly Resents. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. It was, it was a lot of fun. All right, man. Let me know when you're in L.A. I will. I will. I totally will. All right, cool. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. I hope you liked the interview with uh, Hi Denny with Philip. You notice I just called him Denny instead of Philip. And if you liked the episode, share it, please. Put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook. You are our promotion. Any comments, you can go to Facebook page for Proudly Resents. Or go to iTunes and leave a comment there. Who cares what it's about? Just leave a comment. Uh, that's it. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. All right. Go to proudlyresents.com. Slash the room for more of the room stuff. A lot of cool stuff, and hopefully, we'll have more interviews with more cast members and maybe some actual stories. All right, thanks for listening to Proudly Resents. Adam, we're, we're out of time for this interview. Under the covers, he's supposed to get better sound.